problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues um, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I mean, I did not do it. But I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Now, for everything that Joe says I agree with, I will stand up and clap. But if I don't agree with it, I will sit down and I will look glum. Now, if I'm not sure, I will look around and see if Sean and Marshall stand up and clap. And if they start to stand up and clap, I'll stand up. But if they stay sitting, I'll stay sitting. That's the way I'm going to do it. I have been doing my my eye-rolling exercises since I got up this morning. (laughs) Live from Studio C. Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The President of the United States! Again. So that part of the speech, um, when that guy bellows that, yes. that's the only part my kids like. <laughs> After that, it gets a little boring for them. But to Sam asked me... they described this show as the blah, blah, blah show, right? My third grader Sam asked me, does that guy do anything else? And I don't actually know. Does he have any other roles? Oh, the bellower? What does he do? He's a sergeant at arms, Well, Jack. right, but what are his duties? Does he have there any other duties? and varies. Yes. <laughs> his duties. Yes. He's, he's got to make sure no uh, delinquents run onto the floor of Congress and... And vote, uh, you know, illegally or, or, or... Maintains decorum. Exactly. Yes. Always when the House is in session? I mean, is he a, a regular there all yeah, year long? Actually, yeah, actually, yeah. He hangs around. It's a yearly job. Yeah. Just make sure nothing hokey happens. I didn't know if it was maybe like one of those ceremonial kind of jobs. Don't really do anything, and then once a year you yell really loud. No, I, uh, we, I, we, uh, Judy and I, I guess. Oh, that's right. And the kids. We're uh, very happy to receive a, a tour of the... Capital. It's one of those um, you think you're really getting the inside tour, and then you find out that lots of people do it tours, but it's a little more than the tourist tour, mm-hmm. uh, being acquainted with a couple of Congress people. And, uh, and at one point, I, uh, I about walked up to the speaker's chair and, uh, and I was going to give a speech <laughs> or they're posed for a picture or something. And some guy said, uh, You can't go there. And that may have been the sergeant at arms of the, of this, of the uh, Congress. You know, uh, um, so he's uh, like a, a mall cop in a suit. A person of a higher uh, moral and intellectual plane than myself would focus on, uh, I suppose, the content of a State of the Union address or the, the I'm issues. I'm hoping we get there uh, uh, soon, Jack, because there are many challenging <laughs> issues confronting the United States that Nancy, I'd like to talk about. Nancy Pelosi's got to get her mouth under control. It's just all over the place. We received quite a number of correspondents expressing concern that she'd suffered a stroke. <laughs> really? That's yeah, when my wife brought that up. Yeah. She actually asked that. Well, yeah, because her face looked kind of droopy and off-centered. and, well, and, her, and her, her mouth's constantly doing something. Yeah. Does she have a tooth problem? Is she sucking on a mint? Is she uh, finishing her dinner? Is that that? <laughs> <laughs> when the camera pans away, she takes a bite of some food, then it comes back. And she's Dinner chewing. table events. Yeah. Some, some have questioned whether she has meth mouth. 
Where you constantly shifting your jaw because you're tweaking. I think she. I think she was pretty nervous. You know, everybody who watched the speech last night saw her put the brakes on her, her, her Democrats a couple of times. Put her hand up. Oh, easy, mm. easy. Right. I mean, she did that several times. So I think she was in constant fear that somebody was going to jump up and do something. Right. You know, I've, I've been harshly, bitterly critical of Nancy Pelosi through the years. I don't uh, hide that. On the other hand, she is, as it turns out. A real uh, a fan of decorum in the Congress. She wants people to act like ladies and gentlemen, for goodness sakes. And I appreciate that. She said, I em- tip my cap. She said, emphasize the office, not the man. Right. We have respect for the office. And she said, if you can't show respect for the office, then don't come. NP, I salute you. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad, and we'll go through that throughout the day. So you, you know, know what that saying. was? Bipartisan. There you go. Look at you. How are my poll numbers? Somebody check my poll numbers. Um, Still that bad? Well, <laughs> Damn. We'll introduce everybody in the squad to get started. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I tried to watch last night. I watched about 10, 15 minutes, but as you know, I'm waiting for a politician to use a hand puppet on stage, and when it became apparent that that wasn't going to happen, <laughs> I turned it off and went watched a Happy Days rerun. That so. would be a good, uh, what do they call it, artifact or something, to you, if, 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 if Trump had brought up a hand puppet. Right. Like right. kind of behind the podium. Oh, hey, what's up? Oh, you don't want a wall? I don't believe in walls. Oh, you don't believe in walls. What do you? And then you have like a conversation with that hand puppet. Right. Take a look point. around here. There are doors. There are walls, and they are keeping strangers out, aren't they? Well, I guess you're right, Mr. <laughs> President. <laughs> sure, it'd be Clint Eastwood's empty chair, but a lot more entertaining. Yeah, there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, there is a new batch of emoji that have been unleashed yes! upon upon people. There are fifty nine to be specific. They have to be approved, don't they? I believe so. Yeah, there's By some somebody? sort of the, the the emoji king. Yeah, yeah. He, he has a <laughs> digital crown atop his head, and he decrees the Japanese emperor. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, there's fifty nine new ones, along with one hundred and seventy one variations on those new ones. You know, your various skin tones and et cetera, sure. et cetera. Uh, but the one that I saw getting the most attention. On uh, the specifically among the, the the various miscreants that I follow on Twitter was the one that's the pinching emoji, but it is uh, it is being used as oh perhaps this is this is going to be used as some sort of measurement for for unwanted uh, pictures that are that are that are sent my way. So the 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 junk pick seller or senders of the internet are very afraid that now people have an emoji to respond to their their it's pictures. It's like your of junk. fingers apart a little bit. Yeah, what yeah. does that mean? So yeah. it. It's called the pinching emoji, right? Like if you're pinching something, sure. Or, but it's it's it, it can also be used as a as a measurement. So if somebody just send, give me a little bit, or that's too much, or the thing again, I'm I'm trying to be delicate about this. Well, but wait, on, we're not following you. You, you be have less a delicate. small on the internet. People send pictures of their penises to oh! people who don't want them. Oh! They now have a way oh, to respond wow. and saying, "Oh, well, it's a gotcha. small penis." <laughs> Having <laughs> given us too little information, then too much. Perhaps you could go for the middle ground next we now, time. We now definitely understand what you're talking I'm about. I'm definitely sitting on my hands. I'm not applauding that. I'm starting to get it. <laughs> Need a new. I'll talk about emojis later. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. You know, I had hash browns and wine for the uh, uh, so-do last night. Nothing wrong with that. Turns out that... It's an odd meal. Go on. Trump's uh, speech last night was the longest State of the Union since Bill Clinton's in 2000. It was 82 minutes long. Bill Clinton had an 89-minute speech in 2000. I yeah, I think the uh, I think it was uh, good for what the president wanted to do. I, I don't think he could do any better, actually. Um, but it doesn't need to be that long. I know it was just it just went on too long. 
And, and, and it wasn't just that it was too long. It, it seemed to have so much filler in it toward the end. I yeah. feel like we've yeah. made a transition. I mean, we were talking about maybe the State of the Union is going to go away. I think maybe it's transitioning into something else. And we're transitioning toward once a year, and maybe this would be a fine thing. President gets up and just talks about all the wonderful things that have ever happened. Or people, here's a guy, he rescued a puppy. Right. And a guy right there rescued right. a puppy. Right. Hey, that's cool. Right. I love puppies. Right. Remember when we landed on the moon? That was right. awesome. Oh, right. here's one of the guys. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's just, that. It's just a long list of things that are great in America. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Throughout and, history. And, and you know, it's kind of throwback Thursday, too. Now it's things that it's the 40th, 50th, 60th yeah. anniversary of, and, yeah. and, and we bring along one of the guys up there. Who didn't like Woodstock? Here's a couple of old hippies back there. Maybe that's what the State of the Union dress yeah. is going to be from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, the country's Facebook page. Just for that day. He did a great job of coming up with things you you, you couldn't not applaud for. Sure. Right. You, you have to applaud for a kid beating cancer. You right. have to applaud for landing on the moon, winning the World War II. Right. There's a whole bunch of them. Please clap. Off, off yeah. with women. We got uh, women working and making right. money. We're fighting AIDS, the rest of it. Right. And Can't poor, not clap for that. Poor right. OAC. She came to sit there and look hot and then angry. And instead, she had to look happy at times. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of clips and discussion and analysis coming up. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a Wednesday, February 6th, year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. I'll tell you what, the poll numbers, the poll numbers on the speech? Ooh, I haven't seen those. Ooh, I say again, ooh. Stay with us. We'll give those to you. Right now, it's time to start the show officially, according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. Tonight, we renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. Yes. Now, yes. Not everybody stood for that, right? Right. Some people oh, stayed sitting. Bernie sat there angry and red-faced. Well, a good percentage of them are in their 70s. It's hard for them to get up and down so many times during the course of a night. Yeah, late 70s. Yeah. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, the State of the Union, Trump asking Congress to choose greatness while pushing Congress to finally deal with the crisis at our border. And how about that moon landing? That was something, wasn't it? Yeah, Remember when we landed on the moon? Yeah. That was a deal. There's old Buzz Aldrin. Good man. <laughs> After the speech, the Dems fired back, and IKEA is launching a bold new plan for the world of Swedish furniture. Coming up minutes from now. <laughs> a bold new plan. Oh, boy. Ah, how's the mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. A lot of reaction to the so too naturally. I want to hear those poll numbers. I haven't seen that. You got it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I took in a lot of the uh, punditry after the speech last night and all your different outlets, and I can tell you what were the most discussed portions of the speech from speech from the Trump-hating crowd. Oh, yeah. At some point. Yeah. Some of which uh, I found legitimate. Every so-too has its uh, pufferies, its exaggerations, its 
It's phrases that can be taken apart. Some of the criticism I found hilarious, absolutely hilariously stupid. Um, overall, though, Jack, overall, I, Joe Getty, don't look to the eggheads, the pundits, the powerful. I look to the people. I trust the American people when it's convenient. When and, I agree with them. Exactly. <clears throat> when I don't, I say, boy, democracy will ever work. Man, are people are stupid. <laughs> You're an idiot. CNN Instant Poll. 76% of viewers approved of the so too. CBS News Poll. In contrast, 76% approved of uh, the address. Well, that, Same that, number. Yeah. So three quarters. Yeah. You, you can't do much better than that. Yeah. Wait, so what? So if he'd have left out the... Uh, investigations and maybe a couple of other lines he might have been up around 90 percent or, or, or there's a quarter that you couldn't have done anything just 24 percent disapproved so, so evidently it was just approved disapproved and meh wasn't a choice well that's that's pretty interesting snapshot of america as a whole that's probably does that include people that wouldn't vote i wouldn't think you'd watch the state of the union if you're not a voter mm-hmm I don't know. I'd like to know more breakdown of that. Uh, they say in CBS that a disproportionate number of uh, those polled identify themselves as Republicans. That may have helped the number, but ninety-seven uh, percent uh, of Republicans approved of the speech. Thirty percent of Democrats did. God, I'd say thirty percent of Democrats uh, approving your speech. That's a that's a home run. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Hey, dee, 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 dee. What, <laughs> Mr. President, sir? Speech is over. Uh, what about independents? You ask. What about independence? Michael, uh, do we have our applause? Uh, Hanson was going to tell you to get up. We need a crowd applause. Do we have? No, wait. no, no, no. No, I don't want it. I just wanted to know if we have it. Oh, I'm, I'm sitting I like that. I no. like that. That's the aghast. Uh, that's a, uh, that's the, uh, the white-clad people are angry. Everybody else is happy. Independence. Approval rating of the speech, 82%. Wow. Well, no, the big applause for that one. The big, we should have rehearsed. If, if you're what appears to be uh, in the mainstream media a reviled president, and you get a third of Democrats and eighty some percent independents liking yeah. your speech, you got to think that's uh, that's a home run. Oh yeah, that's the outliers are the media. That's a hit it out of the building, no complaints, home run. Right. You can't do any better than that. Now you know. Where the mainstream media, the cable news, lie. They lie in the 18%, say, of independents who thought it was terrible. Well, it's interesting if watching the roundtables last night, like on MSNBC, Chris Matthews, who used to write speeches, he's a speechwriter, mm-hmm. wrote speeches for, for uh, Jimmy Carter. He thought it was pretty good. Yeah. As a speechwriter, but everybody else just thought it was awful. Sure. Okay, well, you're in disagreement with 80% of independents yep. and a third of Democrats. More on that to come. Right now, it's mailbag. <laughs> Here's your federal crime of the day, because there are so many, nobody even knows how to begin counting them. Section 27 U.S. Code, uh, paragraph 205E and 207 CFR, uh, paragraph 5.42A, subsection 3, makes it a federal crime to sell a bottle of liquor with something obscene on the label. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. So much for my idea of Joe's Blank Blanker Tequila. Oh, that probably ruins a lot of creative wine label ideas or, or uh, um, you know, your microbrew ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want more obscene labels for microbrews and wines. be awesome. That'd be uh, great for gag gifts, parties. I can, I can think of some right now. So I'll bet you can. Uh, here's our freedom-loving quote of the day from one Franklin Thomas activist, philanthropist, and former president of the Ford Foundation. 
And, and I call this freedom-loving quote of the day because identity politics will lead to oppression, hate, crime, violence, as it always has. Always has. And here's your quote. One day our descendants will think it incredible that we paid so much attention to things like the amount of melanin in our skin, the shape of our eyes or our gender, instead of the unique identities of each of us as complex human beings. Hmm. Well, that would be true if we were getting smarter as a human race. I'm not sure that's the case. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I could talk about that for a while. I'm just going to bang out a bunch of emails in random order. Um, what I'd most like to hear any president say to start off the State of the Union address, please hold your applause until the end. <laughs> be funny a close second would be the state of the union is good thanks good night <laughs> that's gary in gardnerville nevada hey the response was good last night it was the best response i remember ever seeing from stacy abrams her intro i want to talk about so stay tuned okay all right yeah she's she's got it going on no doubt there's as fine as boring as all get out but it was fine uh who are all those women in white wives of the kkk it's Jeff in San Diego. That was a very popular response online, in our email, etc. Uh, Shan, frequent correspondent, don't know about y'all, but Trump's We Will Never Be a Socialist Country, which was my favorite line. Sounded a lot like old Nikita Khrushchev's We Will Bury You in 1956. Uh, it's a very good sentiment, no doubt, but it feels like his orangeness is just tilting at the windmill of an ever-metastasizing statism. Hmm. I would agree with yeah, that. I think he's wrong, and it was my favorite line of the night. Bernie looked like an angry old socialist. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Poor guy. That's his default setting, though. <laughs> looked like he is on his way to kill the czar. <laughs> Marshall's News is coming up next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I thought the Stacey Abrams response to the State of the Union is as good as you're going to get in that role, because that's a tough role. Was she on a green screen in front of one? The crowd looked weird behind her. She's like in super tight focus. Hmm. It was weird. Uh, but the open of her speech, fine, the open of her speech caught me by surprise. Good evening, my fellow Americans, and happy Lunar New Year. Happy Lunar New Year's. Is that a shout out to our Chinese friends? I don't yeah. know. Is that, is that, that's, do people say that? That's what the Lunar New Year is, the Look, Chinese New Year. Yeah. Is that a thing do you have to recognize in a national speech? No. I mean, it's, it's just she's got a calendar. If it was National Donut Day, she may have, you know, she's got one of those calendars. It tells you what day it is. Oh, I get it. I get it. Listen to this. Looking ahead, the president's speech last night will do more to unite the country. Divide the country? Before I get to that, Jack, perhaps I'll read this headline from the Washington Post. Wow, what kind of a tease was that? You're jerking us around, you got us on a string! I'm riveted. (laughs) Here's your WAPO headline. In dissonant State of the Union speech, Trump seeks unity while depicting ruin. A dissonant speech. Only 8%. 8% in the CBS News poll said the speech would do more to divide the country. What Washington Post presents is that clearly everybody agrees with this. Right. Interesting. New that... York Times said uh, agent, uh, a message of unity from an agent of discord. Well, you know, I get how Trump's rhetoric is sometimes a little tough for people to take and 
and we're kind of a divided as a country, but how agent of discordy is he if only 8% thought this speech divided the country? You can get 8% of Americans to say dogs can talk. Or the government is beaming the messages that threw the tag in their underpants. Really disappointing album. Uh, second album from Agents of Discord. Their, their first one was great. Second one just really fell right. flat. They're not going to yeah. repeat themselves, Sean. 8%? That's nobody. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, President Trump is saying the U.S. must not waste what it has been given. Delivering the annual State of the Union, Trump praised the blood and tears and courage and vision of Americans who came before he said the nation's leaders must choose whether we're defined by our differences or whether we dare to transcend them. We must choose between greatness or gridlock, results or resistance, vision or vengeance, incredible progress or pointless destruction. Tonight, I ask you to choose greatness. The president then going on to warn one and all. An economic miracle is taking place in the United States. And the only thing that can stop it are foolish wars, politics, or ridiculous partisan investigations. If there is going to be peace and legislation, there cannot be war and investigation it just doesn't work that way i really enjoyed that was the nancy pelosi's uh most uh, expressive expression <laughs> pardon me um uh she kind of rolled her eyes like oh god you're gonna be kidding then really really went to chewing on her tongue or her teeth or whatever she was doing <laughs> chewing on her tongue <laughs> I was surprised he threw that into the speech. I I don't think that did him any favors. I think it did. It absolutely did. He was sending out the message, all these stupid investigations. Things are going well. Portraying, just as, as Obama did and Hillary did, the idea that the investigations themselves are, are, are morally and legally bankrupt. Trying to spread that, that mood throughout the country. I get it. So those poll numbers you're hitting us with were 75% of people approved of the speech? Yes. And CNN and... And, and CBS. And CBS, yeah. that's something. But a friend of mine who's certainly not a Trump fan, he's not a Trump hater, but he's definitely not a Trump fan, uh, sent me a text. Boy, Trump sure got a good speechwriter, which is, you know, a bit of a shot saying Trump doesn't mean this, the speechwriter did, but whatever. Sure. Yeah. Thought it was a good speech. So I, I, I'm, I'm, supr- I'm interested yep. in that. That, that is really... Captures my attention that 75%, if it had been 50-some percent, I'd have thought, wow, okay, well, that's 75%. That's astounding. I mean, it's it's huge. Oh, my God. Listen to this, and then a harsh, harsh criticism. Well, I tell you what, there, there are more poll numbers I want to get to. Let's get to the criticism first. Not a single mention of the national debt. That the, happens a lot. The debt. In State of the Union addresses, unfortunately. The only thing that can stop our uh, success, or whatever he said, right. is, you know, uh, mastication and masturbation, or uh, <laughs> investigation and wars and the rest of it. And he made right. some good points. The only mortal threat the United States faces is its own debt, it's our own fiscal responsibility. And to ignore that once again is, uh, is unforgivable, honestly. Uh, having said that, and I guess nobody wants to hear about that, so I'll shut up. 
Democratic response delivered by Stacey Abrams, who narrowly lost the Georgia's governor's race in November, was an unusual choice. She doesn't currently hold any office, but she is seen by Democrats as a rising star. Abrams saying she and the other Dems are disappointed in Trump's performance. Even as I am very disappointed by the president's approach to our problems, I still don't want him to fail. But we need him to tell the truth and to respect his duties and respect the extraordinary diversity that defines America. That right, was fine. A, greeting that, card. Whatever. That was whatever. A, well, I don't think that, I think that's better than a greeting card, especially for the the half the country that doesn't like Trump, um, because. Th- I think the opposition party is often accused of wanting the president to fail. Sometimes yeah. because they say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Her going with a different angle, I thought was a, was 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 pretty good. She came off as magnanimous right. and likable. Right. Uh, it was that last part that was the greeting card thing. The the, the, the reflect the diversity that makes us all feel wonderful. And we don't need him to fail. Sunset. We need him to tell the truth. That's a pretty good line for the uh, half the country that doesn't like Trump. It, it lines up with. I don't disagree with the points that he makes. Most of my disagreements with him come comes from the arguments that he uses to make them. And I think that sure. that, that yeah. her that was her way of acknowledging people like me. Here's what I didn't know about Stacey Abrams as I was wondering why did they choose her? They, it, she's not one of the 435 Democrats running for the presidency. She's running for the Senate in 20. She's going to be a US senator from Georgia. So that's what she's, they're setting her up for. Perhaps. They think they can steal a Republican seat in Georgia. And I didn't know this. Beto, who was on with Oprah yesterday, mm-hmm. he's going to run for the Senate against Cornyn. So he lost running for the Senate against Cruz. Ah. He's going to run against Cornyn in 20 and have a decent shot. Hmm. So you got two of your big Ds that are going to run for the U.S. Senate. Well, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I learned that on uh, watching your MSNBC. Learned that from Rachel Maddow, and I didn't know that. So that's what Stacey Abrams is setting herself up for. My co-host, Jack Armstrong, over there, has been making wild... Bald, unshaven. <laughs> no hair and no ideas. Uh, uh, my, my friend Jack has been making wild claims about where America is on immigration and border control and walls and that sort of thing. Well, we'll take a look at the, the polls on the speech last night on specifically the ideas the president expressed about immigration. What the American people thought of the speech. Also, we haven't touched on uh, another of the most controversial points of the speech. I hate to, to harp on those since it's got 75% approval. You're part of the mainstream media. But a couple of things I thought it was interesting he said. We should go work for MSNBC. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In the past, most of the people in this room voted for a wall, but the proper wall never got built. I will get it built.
Yeah, the, the immigration stuff, which we're going to talk about. I was surprised by some of the stuff Democrats didn't stand up for, mm. like uh, lowest black unemployment and Hispanic unemployment in U.S. history. Lowest disabled American unemployment, and they sat there stone-faced. Oh, give it up for the handicapped folks who are working. I, I don't I don't, I don't. Well, don't want to give credit. Uh, the one that struck me, and I tweeted about this, was when the president announced the arrest of all the uh, the sex traffickers who are rape slavers. They have women and little girls who they imprison as slaves and have people rape for money. And the president announced hundreds of those arrested, and they just sat there. And listen, I realize you can't give the guy any credit because that's partisan politics, but he arrested rape slavers. Or the ice mm. did. That's 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 the dumb part of this exercise. I'd say that happens uh, annually. Very very dumb. But anyway, you got some more polling on this. Well, I do. I have some amazing polling, which I'll get to in a second. But first, I'm going to make the point in reverse. <gasps> I happen to be in the lunchroom getting some coffee, and there's Bernie Sanders in the lunchroom. Yes, <laughs> on the TV. Oh, okay. He was giving his response, which I forgot was going to happen. Oh, right, if you right, right, polled right. Americans, they'd say, oh, yeah, I heard about that, I guess. Uh, nobody actually heard it. He was on there, <laughs> red-faced and socialist, saying, <laughs> the president's... Red-, and we could probably get this tape, but if we were to play it on the Armstrong and Getty show, more people would hear it than heard it last night. <laughs> but maybe we'll get it. But he was saying, the president demonizing Hispanic and Latino immigrants, saying they commit crimes, is nothing short of racist. He is racist and divisive. And I was listening to it and thinking, you know, yeah, Hillary had the fix in last time. But it was like if the Golden State Warriors fixed a game against a college squad, why'd they bother? Bernie's time is gone. I'd even, uh, and well, I'm not going to relitigate that, but um, Bernie's time is so clearly way well, over. His, his, his time is almost actually gone. Well, I, I didn't mean that. Literally I, gone. I didn't mean to be disrespectful. Yes. Right. He's at the end. One foot, would you say? <laughs> anyway, so Bernie is on there red-faced, yelling that the president and his, his talk about the border is racist. According to the CBS News poll, which has almost precisely the same numbers as the CNN poll, interestingly enough, I, the ideas you heard on immigration uh, in the State of the Union speech, did you favor them or oppose them? 72% favor, 28% oppose. So, you know, within the margin of error, which was a modest three points, it's three quarters, one quarter. So, again, I think if uh, if you're going to take any lesson away from it, it is where is the mainstream media in their coverage? The uh, the the yapping heads, the opinion makers, uh, who do they align with? They align with exactly what we've been telling you for years, a fringe, a small beltway slash Manhattan fringe of intellectual elites. Well, I believe the poll numbers on the president, though, are around 40 percent. I don't think those are misleading. Nope. So he, he his speech got a, a very large chunk more approval than he gets. As a president. Right. From 40 to 75%. You know what he is? He's the anti-Obama in a lot of ways, and not, not in the obvious way. Um, I think I know what you're, you're saying. Well, if you paroled, if you paroled, <laughs> if you paroled Barack Obama, that would be a miscarriage of justice, put him back in jail. <laughs> oh, Sorry. No, if <laughs> what it, it, we saw it over and over again, I just, my own stumble was amusing to me. <laughs> it, it, it's indisputable. If you polled Barack Obama's policies, they did very poorly. If you polled him as a person, 
as a president in general, he pulled very well because, you know, a lot, some of you hated him and everything, but he's a thoroughly likable chap. Oh, yeah. And if a he... little smug for my taste, but he's great sense of humor, charming smile. He loves his wife. He loves his children. It's thoroughly decent human being. If he lived in your cul-de-sac, you'd think awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think he's a good dude. He's funny. Um, uh, uh, Donald Trump is. I don't, more... I don't like you smoking that close to my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I can still smell it. Um, uh, 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 Donald Trump is a less likable chap in a lot of ways, and even his, um, you know, his strongest supporters say, "Yeah, he's a bastard," but he's our bastard. On the other hand, um, the okay, so ideas You're on right, immigration. The Wall Street Journal with their they they had the article that we hate everything about Donald Trump but his policies. Right. Right. Yeah. Ideas you heard on immigration. Three quarters in favor, one quarter oppose. Proposal for the U.S. troops in the Middle East. Three quarters in favor, one quarter opposed. Three to one. Yeah, we need to stop the endless wars in the Middle East. This is why he says he trusts his gut on these things. Because he's just right about a lot of these things that most people agree with him. How about the question of, is there a crisis at the southern border? If you wanted to, uh, the overwhelming response from, again, the mainstream media and the talking heads I was just describing is, no, of course not. It's manufactured. I could play you the tapes of Barack Obama saying, we have a crisis at our southern border. And, well, that was different. Okay, fine. All right, let's go to the poll. From what you heard, is there a crisis at the U.S. southern border? Yes, 71%. No, 29%. Um, let's be fair. Let's go down it all. From what you heard, is a second Trump-Kim summit? A good idea or a bad idea? Good idea, almost 80%. Bad idea, 22%. Specifically just if the meeting again is a good yes. idea? Which is uh, barely even scratching the surface of the question, Sean. Right. I, I understand your tone of voice. There's a hell of a lot more to it than is it a good idea to sit down. It's, it's my opinion stated many times that North Korea will get a nuke and be a problem for the rest of our days. Well, maybe this would be a good place to play this, as this was one of the more controversial portions of the speech. Ah, yes. If I had not been elected president of the United States, we would right now, in my opinion, be in a major war with North Korea. So that was uh, decried by uh, m- many on the Trump-hating media as, as an outlandish thing to say. It is a pretty strong thing to say. But what I'm wondering is, and I don't know if this is the case, is from a negotiating standpoint, it'd be like if you went to your boss, you got a new boss, and you went to your boss and you said, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you're here because the old boss, I, I'd be working across the street. Right. What you've put in their head is you leaving is an option. Is he just trying to put in North in, in Kim Jong Kim Fathead's head? Us going to war is an option. Yes, absolutely. We would be the, the idea of the, our country going to war with your country is a real thing. Yes, is that what he's Immediately doing? Immediately before, before going in to negotiate. Actually, I love your your example too. That's a good metaphor because you you indicate not only that it's a possibility, but a possibility you seriously considered and could have happened. Right. And as he goes into the negotiation, I think that's a great posture. Number one, we're and and this is straight out of all the books I read on negotiation back in the day. Because I, I guarantee you, the, his dad and his dad's dad were both living with the idea that the United States will never go to war with us. They right. they they don't they won't. Right, right. Now, what he said in it of itself was pretty outlandish. Oh yeah, oh I yeah, that, no doubt. Why my eyes got wide. No what? doubt. No doubt. But good context, good analysis. So, yeah, it was, that's what he was doing. It was a heck of a thing to say. It was a heck of a stretch. I was thinking about, 
It's just if, if Hillary got elected, we'd be in a major war? What? I don't... Mm. It's like a guy I used to know, and you got to be old enough to enjoy this, I guess, but a guy I used to know used to always say, I always thought if Carter got a second term, we'd speak, be speaking Russian by now. It was that kind of a... <laughs> right. Wait, what? It was that kind of a, right. of a statement he made last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty outlandish. And listen, if you want some legitimate uh, criticism of the of, of the Trump thing... It's that uh, he's way too rosy about his relationship with Kim Jong-un, and they haven't really given anything, and this second summit better have some serious achievements, or uh, we're in a world of hurt. I happen to think Donald J. knows that. I think he's fully aware of that. He's just, and and listen, Nancy actually made a pretty good point during the the shutdown thing. She said, listen, his go-to track for negotiating is flattery and accommodation, and then... Uh, bullying, and then storming out of the room. Because he has done that. If you study his business record, sure. he's Ooh. done that. He offers candy, too. Sometimes he'll, yeah. he'll offer He brings you a piece candy. of candy. Yeah, I don't mind a nice piece of candy. My mouth's a little dry. Um, and he is in the, of course we're going to make a deal. Why? How could we not? We're good buds. We want the same things. I'm willing to help him. He's willing to help us. Heck yeah, we're going to make a deal. He's in that stage of the negotiation. Will that bear fruit? Uh, I tend to agree with a lot of the experts. I don't think it's going to bear a lot of fruit. I think North Korea is an unsolvable problem. and Nobody ever admits that in, in foreign policy or politics, at least to an audience, but I happen to think that's the truth. I think we well, just if, if, if have that's an the uneasy case, coexistence with Right, them. if that's the case, and I think you're right, it's not because Trump's uh, plan was a bad plan. Oh, no. It's the best plan in a bad situation. No, it's an unsolvable problem. President after president, both parties has tried. Did Nancy Pelosi chew her tongue into raw hamburger? Has anybody seen a report on that? And more poll numbers. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.